millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles, the rich and your ring. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. Here we are again, folks. Molly was traveling overseas this week. So we got back-to-back Bachelor Eps. I mean, what a treat for the nation. Casey, welcome back. Thank you. It's a joy to be here. It's been a wild week. The reason Molly was flying was because she was in New York City supporting you in the New York City Marathon. First of all, congratulations. Thank you. Thanks. I ran it two days ago now. Are your legs okay? Are you okay? They're okay. I'm okay. They are feeling better by the minute. It was really touch and go there afterwards on Sunday. But I have to tell you, Sarah, I had a sighting of one of our Bachelor contestants. I mean, I don't know how to explain manifesting work other than to just allow you to watch it play out in real time. Whatever you focus on, Grokus is on. Okay, I don't think that, whatever, what's the, whatever you plant, chant, no. (laughs) No, that's not it. That's not it. Whatever you, wherever your attention goes, flowers grows, attention flows, energy goes. I don't know. I don't know. You know what I'm trying to say. If you run, you'll meet the one. Okay, okay, getting closer. If you talk about The Bachelor like it's your dharma, you are sure to find her in your karma. Ooh, uh, okay. Baby. I don't know. Not great. But okay, so this is huge news. Molly, of course, the journalist that she is, she was early on the scoop. She posted it first because she saw that the little CB icon was behind the TA icon, which could have only been the icon Tasha Adams herself. It was, it was because, and we all know Molly does not watch The Bachelor. So no. she happened to be, I had a little cheer squad, which was amazing. So cute. Um, and one of my friends who was in the cheer squad is a Batch fan. Probably one of the people that got me in from the beginning anyway to into this show. Okay, if and she's she, not listening to the pod, send her this link. Shout out you. Yeah, come on court. You got to listen to the pod. So she was tracking both me and Tasha Adams. And the cool <laughs> thing, the marathon app is like very accurate with the tracking to the point where she was like it actually told us like when you left the park like after you were done running and I was like oh my god like did it track me back to my hotel like like Dude, we it- should be all the women should have tracker apps let's add know? tracking devices to the bachelor you know like tracking what- devices for the bachelor contestants what are they doing in their off time uh, the Ivan situation from paradise would have never happened if we were tracking them I know that's right I know that's right <laughs> So yeah, so she was tracking and they could see that I was right by Tasha, but they didn't even like think to text me, but I was running and I heard people around me going, go Tasha, go Tasha. And I was like, 
Oh my God. She, cause I knew. So she was running it with Zach, her, the winner of her season of the Romance. Bachelor, Bachelorette. Tyler Cameron and Matt James were also running. Unfortunately, I did not run into them. That would have been amazing. But I think they were quite like pretty far ahead of me. But yeah, I heard people shouting, go Tasha, go Tasha. And I was like, oh my God, she must be so close by. Like, I wonder where she is. But I kept looking around. I couldn't see her. And I was like, it's not about that right now. You've trained <laughs> I was like, eye on the prize, you know, like finish, finish, finish. Eye of the tiger. But then suddenly, like, she was right next to me with that. <gasps> and he is pretty fine in person, I will say. Really? It's okay. So gorgeous in person. But like we knew that, obviously. I I haven't been so sure. Okay. He would he wasn't even top ten for me, but I don't know. No, I'm saying we know that she is gorgeous in person. Oh, she's gorgeous. He's okay, right? He's yeah, just he's okay. okay. I mean, maybe it was the marathon, you know, high, the runner's high. But so the great thing about him, too, I'll just go on a lip. So first of all, they're one of my favorite bachelor couples. And one of the reasons why is because they actually said, I love you. The first time they said, I love you, instead right. of doing stupid, like, I'm falling in love with you. I'm in love with you. I love I you. No, they were. He was just like, I love you. And she's like, I love you, too. Yeah. And they were really cute running together. But the other thing was when he was first on her show, the man's from South Jersey, right outside Philly, where I live, where Sarah lives at sometimes. times. I live there sometimes. When she wants, sometimes. which is fair. Yeah. Um, and when he first came on the show, Tasha, who's from Southern California, was like, oh my God, I love your accent. Like, it's so cute. And I'm sitting there thinking, this guy doesn't have an accent. <laughs> right. <And my> friend- <laughs> And my friend Courtney, the one who was tracking her on the marathon, texts me and goes, why did she say that he has an accent? And in (laughs) fact, my husband turns to me and goes, he doesn't have an accent. Suddenly I put it together. It was our accent. Wow. From that moment, he was he was number one in my heart. So I did see them running. He was a tall drink of water running a marathon. The man looked great. So I went up to them and I said, Tasha, Zach. And they were like, oh, hi. But like, obviously they don't want like people to like stalk them on the, like, it's one thing for people to be cheering you on while you're running past. But, right, like, to try to like buddy up like it's a running group. Hey, you guys, I have a bachelorette podcast. Actually. I could have just chatted their ears right, off for like right. hours. So I would have passed the time, I guess. It would have been amazing, but, but I have. But it might've hurt your breath. It might've, I feel like you don't want to be like, that's you right. talk about you don't want to be like long winded other than <sighs> it's a waste of energy. So yep. I just went up and I was like, Tasha, Zach, I was like, you guys are killing it. And I was like, go birds, because he's an Eagles fan. And he goes, <laughs> go birds. And then I, I carried on on my way like a very um, mature fan. Not Why even- Casey fly, you know? I'm just doing my thing. It was just a casual day for the case out there. What's up, Tash? What's up, up Tash? What's up, Tash? I'm Case. <laughs> well, it was throwing me off a little bit because I had my name on my shirt. Right. So people were cheering me on, but Tasha sounds like Casey. Right. So I was like, all right, I got to lose these two. So it's throwing me off. I wanted the cheers for myself. No, Casey only squad, but you didn't totally lose them. I think you might have lagged for a minute, but I checked. 
She finished at 440. You finished at 444. You ran the marathon with Tasha and Zach. Oh my God. But I don't know what time she started. Well, she probably started around the same time. You were running together and you had four minutes difference. Oh, she beat me by four minutes though. That's okay. She's a TV star and she had a, like a man cheering. I feel like if anywhere yeah. where there's a man present, especially if I'm in love with them, I will always move a little faster. That's why like, I, I won't get out of bed in the morning without a crush. Like if I'm running by a crush, that's going to up my mile time by at least two minutes. Oh my god, that is so true. In college, there, we had like a tr- an indoor track around, suspended above the basketball court. Done. And I did some of my best work there because yeah. there would be guys playing basketball underneath. And I was, all right, one I of my only on. motivations is this. just sexy men. Absolutely. So yeah, that was my little sighting. I got to say hi. I didn't overdo it or embarrass myself, I don't think. It might have been a little. No, I'm so proud of you. I guess the one question I have is like, what on earth would compel someone to run a marathon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why would you do that? Um, it's always been something I've thought about. So I've like run several half marathons. I just like, why? I don't understand. I don't have a clear answer for you. I don't understand. My dad ran the marathon one year and it was like such a big to do. And it was like afterwards he had to like ice his legs down and shit. And it was like, why did he do this? He's a super duper Scorpio. So it's like, oh, he loves pain. And I guess you're Scorpio rising. So there's some of that there. You know, the Scorpios are just like, I'm going to fucking molt. I'm going to shed this skin. I'm going to die right in front of you just to be reborn. So maybe that's like part of it. But like it feels completely like I would never opt for that. I would say the transformation of it was a part of the of the uh, appeal persuasion and the appeal yes so it, I, it might be the Scorpio in me were you always a runner yes yes I've always been a runner yeah okay I, so like like if somebody I said to me you want to do like a 26 hour talkathon I'd be like hell yeah because like I've always been a talker whereas like I've never it's like if you're a runner that would be kind of like a fun challenge for me it's like I'm like literally like crawling to the car on a, on a good day like I'm like run that's freaking ridiculous but you really could rock a talkathon I could rock a talk I feel like my life in every moon you will is a talkathon I mean, this whole podcast, I'm the only one that's like, Molly, I'll do some bonus ep solo. It's like, nah, I'm fucking living that talkathon life. And it is intense transformation every single rant. So I get it. I get it. Rah, rah, rants and Casey runs. And we are here running our mouths about the trash lorette for you guys now, speaking of accents two things i want to mention number one i asked you that question a few episodes ago how did you know you want to marry your husband okay you didn't say the actual fucking you buried the lead casey he's from south africa it's true it's true he's from south africa casey casey I'll say also he's lost the accent quite a lot since he moved here when he was 18. So it's been like 12 years. So he has kind of lost it. But every now and then when he like gets on the phone to his mom or goes over there or something, it, come, mm. it picks back up a little bit. Oh, I can't. Or will you oh, the fonts? Like the A's are still accents, but, but oh, otherwise it's, it's like it's it's morphing into a Philly thing. A, a Philly bit. South African. Now that is a rare breed. A That's Philly right. South African accent. Would Right. At what point does the water become the water? Talk about <laughs> transformation. Talk about death and rebirth. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He died and moved to Philly. You know, I do think this brings us into this week's episode because one of the things, I don't mean to start this Bachelor recap on a bad note, but something that has been bothering me, and I just, I need to say it and I'm not going to bring it up again, that Michelle has a Minnesota accent that's been challenging for me to listen to. Oh. Okay, Every challenge, really it's like, I'm finding it challenging. Yeah. That was actually more South African than I meant it to be, but <laughs> I'm finding it challenging. And it's like, ooh. Okay, like now this. I gotta, I'm gotta look out for this because ooh. I did not notice. 
I'll find you a little clip. I'll, I'll give you a little. It's the only thing. She has beautiful, beautiful diction, a wonderful, a wonderful dialect, a elegant woman. But every time she's penmanship, we found out today. We got to talk about the, the wishes box because I got a few oh. questions for the producers about the wishes box. But beautiful penmanship indeed. But I found it challenging to listen to her accent the whole time. But but it's only that word. But it's just the word challenge gets used so much in this show. And mm. it, it feels a little bit like an assault. But, I, you know, spoken by the words of our bachelorette, Michelle, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to make this a thing right now. But um, I just, I'm challenged. By the way, she's just challenging. And now, on to the episode. I, yeah, on to the episode. In general, she was in her feels this episode. From I say from the get-go, even from the very beginning, before the weird group date, she was in her feels from the Jamie thing. And then Martin comes out swinging. So we start with Martin's one-on-one. How this guy swung a one-on-one, I don't know. We know that he kind of won some points last week. But he immediately comes out the gate talking about how, you know, Jamie's actually a good Jamie's guy. Jamie's a good guy. You know, I don't think that the actions of a bad guy in the show should actually dictate us thinking that he's a bad guy. It's like, dude, he's the worst. We have two full episodes, which are the only episodes we... No, three full episodes talking shit about one person. He's the worst guy in the show. And he was the first one to get the axe. The fuck you talking to... And he wasn't and, you know, even cute. Wasn't even cute. He looked like a toe. You know, mm. Martin... We need to reserve Martin for group dates. I think that's what we learned on this episode. Like, had Martin been there with the teddy bear challenge, we would have never had the tears that we had. We need Martin to just be looking out for when she needs a pick-me-up. But we don't need him in extended conversation where he's defending Scar. But but I'll say, the thing that this was such a Gemini moon meets a Sagittarius moon moment. Gemini moon's coming in and saying, Oh, yes. well, there's another side to this story. And the Sagittarius moon is there going, no, there's not. I'm yeah, right. dude. How are oh. you going to challenge me right now? And he, in perfect Gemini moon form, flip-flopped back and just said, well, the thing is, I really can't show emotion. So basically everything I said is BS. Dude, I am so proud of you, Casey. Not only for running the New York City Marathon, for running it with the bat- the, the last bachelorette, and for picking and up on bachelor. a and the last bachelor, right? Oh my god! Oh my god! No, you have been manifesting this destiny this whole time. It's so beautiful. But also, you are really learning astrology. That is so right right the gemini moon in him was like i just want to say that there's another side of the story yeah and 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 michelle was like fuck off with that other opinion he poisoned the water and i saved you all right exactly and i can and i notice this right away because i've been noticing myself doing it with my (laughs) gemini moon yeah i just come out and i'm like excuse me (laughs) there's another side here and I've actually because I've always done that and I know that like it bothers my mom and my sister a lot but now I'm starting to notice it and I'm like and it's good because I can kind of be like you know what guys I just always see the other side so that's why you get the sweatshirt that's why we need this we need this merch to to like help people understand what's going on if I'm crying on the beach I I told the story at the moon the other day I was having a very emotional morning at the beach and there were these people playing loud music around me and then they were trying to kind of 
like yell at me and I put on my I'm a cancer I'm crying sweatshirt and I was like look it's what it is and they were cool even the other day when I went to the Van Gogh immersive art exhibit and I got too high and for a minute there I was like oh no oh no how do I explain this and I was like oh I'm wearing my fucking Nama Blaze mask everyone knows merch is the simplest and most basic form of communication everybody get your merch help people understand you wow that's so true I'm a social, what's the word somebody said to me? I'm a social engineer. You're a social engineer. Yeah, you're a freaking social engineer. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. (laughs) Good flip. Good flip flop. That was really good. That was, you know, but the thing about the Gemini moon, what I think you're probably finding too, is like, you'll be like, you guys, there's the other side to the story. And you do exactly what Martin does. And this is my mother does it. My mother's a Gemini moon. Some of my best friends are Gemini moons. But they'll be like, there's another side to this. And they're like, but I don't even think that. I just wanted to say there was another side. And it's like, okay. I'm like, how do you not see that I'm not saying that I agree with it? I'm just saying it exists, okay? And I think we need to respect that. But then obviously people would think that that means I'm taking that side. Why would she waste her breath? She has a marathon to run. Why is she wasting her words on, on fucking bullshit she doesn't... But, you know, maybe that's the merch. Maybe there should be some Gemini Moon Devil's Advocate merch. Yeah. Just saying. Or just be Ge- Gemini Moon just saying. Yeah. And it really is just saying shit. You're just saying You're shit. just literally saying That's say- all Martin was doing. He had no... <laughs> and he made himself look so bad. Like, it's like, Martin, you have one job here, which is to prove to the girl who's dating 13 other guys right now that you're there for her. And what do you do? You come out there... And declare your devotion to the guy she just sent home. In these many months of podcasting about the Bachelor franchise, I have never been compelled to take a picture of my notes and put them in Instagram. I was like, the fuck is he doing here? I'm shook. What a dumbass move. How could you be talking about Jamie? Or talk about Jamie and say, girl, I think you are so cool to just cut the fat right at the top. You are so brave to just not waste any time in limbo. He's like, let's actually go back to limbo a little bit. If we yeah. da, 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 da. It's like, yo, man, the guy's gone anyway. What you, you miss you miss Jamie? Shut the fuck up. So dumb. But then he spectacularly recovered it like only a Gemini moon can. The trampoline she- bounces again. A trampoline bounces again. And she loved it. She ate it up. And they, they were kind of whispering the whole time. But this whole this whole episode was full of whispers, actually. I actually wrote, I made a note. Because even Rick's like, my dad died. I know. Everyone whispering this show. Yeah. They were just in their feels, like, big time. So basically what Martin says is that his family didn't talk about emotions. And he wasn't allowed to talk about emotions. And his dad really didn't show emotions. I was kind of thinking, like, is this every man's story in America, kind of? <laughs> on or Earth. On Earth, life? actually. But then I thought, it's still... It's still valid, even if it is, you know, every guy's like you, you do want to be able to talk about emotions. And he probably never freaking realized that until he came on this show, to be honest. And the and the interviewers are like, how are you feeling? How are you he's feeling? Like, what? How are you feeling? And he's like, like what? what? You mean, how am I feeling? I can do that. And the thing is, so Martin is a cancer son, right? Yep. Yep. So what do you make of that? Well, first of all, this is why I'm not about 
solar astrology. Like when you read your horoscope, you should be reading Scorpio Gemini horoscopes. When I read my horoscope, I read Capricorn Gemini horoscopes. And that's because those are your rising and your moon sign. Yeah, your moon is like what's really going on. That's your soul. Your rising is how you're meeting the world. It's kind of the school you're in. It's, it's, It's what's hitting you first, right? Your sun, your I am energy. At the core, it is your essence. It is what you radiate, but you have to grow into your sun. Like when a baby is born, like you weren't born like such a Sag. You were probably born such a Gemini. The sun is like your personality. But for example, what do I make of it? Martin having that Cancerian awareness to go, oh, she's having a feeling. I'm going to nurture her. I'm going to mother her is much more comfortable for him than being like, I'm having feelings. I am emotional. Yes, that's right. Okay, that makes total sense. So he was, whenever he was having emotions growing up, he was more so like, let, let me take care of everyone else. Let me let me yeah. push us aside, take care of everyone else. Exactly. Got it. Like even for me, like I'm a cancer son. I spend my life nurturing, mothering. Everything I do is about building community, making people feel safe, making people feel at home. I don't know how to feed myself. Okay, I have no idea how to feed myself. I don't know how to like, you know, do the sheets properly. So I have to learn to be a better mother to myself. I have to learn to care Mm. for myself. But at the end of the day, I'm doing cry selfies for sport. I'm doing cry selfies to heal the people. I'm not actually just posting my own cry selfies. I'm posting them so that you can, because I'm at the end of the day building a business on cry selfies. But no, you never see me cry in public. You will never see me be anything but a Gemini Capricorn out here. Yes. Okay. Wow. Okay. So that's kind of, and that's very similar to what he's doing on the state, which is paving the way for other people to be emotional, but really he didn't actually get that emotional here either, but he was telling his story about how he yeah. can go there. Exactly. I mean, even for you too, it's why like ultimately at the end of the day, you'd much rather do like a podcast where you're talking to like your friend or your sister and you're kind of going back and forth, just talking about the, the storylines and this and that versus like writing a think piece, Sag, Right. Yeah. That's the big difference. Totally and, totally. and when you are a more evolved version of yourself with all of this research that you've done, you will then be able to become that I am Sagittarius. Here is the winner of The Bachelor beforehand or whatever. And I will hire a chef and have a full staff to mother me. But in general, we don't just we don't just do our sons. We we can express our sons and we emanate our son, but we have to become that solar energy, you know? And, and I want to say this too, and I don't know if this is helpful or not, and I'll cut it if it's boring, let me know. Here's a little astro lesson. Wherever the sun is when you're born, your sun sign is actually the opposite of where earth is. The sun is always opposite earth. Okay. So even though the radiant energy, the solar energy is in for for 30 days or whatever, 20 days, it's in that sign shining a light on earth. But the human body is born onto earth. So actually, whatever the opposite of your sun sign is, whether or not you have any planets there, in many ways, it's not that that's more your personality, but that's actually the physical earth that you are born onto. So like for both of us who are full moon babies, when the sun was shining in Sagittarius and in Cancer, our moons, our souls were with earth. We were coming into a a version of the 3D that we were familiar with, right? Full moon babies feel that tension because they feel so connected 
to Earth because their moon is where the Earth was when they were born opposite their sun. So coming to find that balance, if you know the phase that you were born in, it actually can tell you a lot about your personality, right? Because if the moon phase is like square, for example, then you know that like your soul is over here, the sun is up here. So it's sort of interesting in that way. And then speaking of that, Michelle herself is a full moon baby and hers is just opposite what mine is. So she's Sag moon, Gemini sun. So she also has this full moon. Yes, she does. And didn't you so see that even in this episode when you think about it in those terms where actually this whole episode was her being like, actually, I know how I feel. Actually, I'm not like into all of the people. I'm not into the boys being this group. I'm not into like everyone being everyone. In fact, that's my South Node too. I'm fucking sick of that shit. This whole show was her her expressing that Sag moon and that North node in Sag being like, no, my feelings are the fucking thing, you idiots. Yes, 100%. And that is a perfect transition into our group date. For Ooh, today. the group date. The group date. So the group date was a slumber party, which actually I thought was, it was an okay group date because sometimes they get very strange with these and not so creative. And it was kind of creative. They gave all the guys different pajamas, which I enjoyed. Rodney, unfortunately, got the onesie, became the butt of the joke again. But he but he was okay with that. He, he handled it. So that, so that was good. Um, but yeah, so, so they go to the slumber party and they're all just kind of like, I think it's something that happens when you put on jammies, you know? <laughs> you think it's a jammy problem? I think it was a jammy problem. I think... They felt they got lazy. They got complacent because they were in their gym jams. They're and like, they're it's a sleepy time. They're sl- snuggling up with the teddy bears and they really were not fighting for Michelle. They were not paying attention to Michelle. They were just enjoying no, having she a actually, slumber party together. She stepped out at one point and nobody noticed. Like there was all these shots of her like crying and like putting her earrings back in behind the scenes and they were just like literally like cozying up to their bear and then the conversation in the room was so painful because it was like I'll just wait I'll just wait to talk to her I'll just wait to talk to her and I was like dude she already left yeah and she literally said the men are embracing their inner man child a little too much is that not the story also an American man problem That we could label that this episode <laughs> and it's also like I get these guys were having like a nice time like with their friends at a slumber party but like isn't that their life every night at this point like why was this so, like, <laughs> oh my god you know great point right they're doing jammies in the bunks all day every day also they're not friends they're competing for one woman's heart you're not friends you're not friends I know I think it I think this happens sometimes in the beginning because it's still the whole process is still a little awkward but I really think most of it chalks up to the jammies in this specific situation I have to say as somebody who sleeps I mean actually I even have some right here because I'm in my jammies right now but I took it off because I ran to the store but I actually sleep exclusively in satin jammies Ooh, that's fancy yeah I have certain things you know but 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 see that's much more Capricorn than cancer if you want to know the truth but it's like I know that part of why I love sleeping in satin jammies, and I only say that because all these jammies, for the most part, were satin, I recognize them, is because when you put it on, it is kind of like a, I mean, I don't know if they were necessarily like feeling sexy in the same robe that I have, but like you kind of put it on and it it, it does give you that sense of like, ooh, like, ooh, like every touch is like, oh, and yeah. you do 
sort of lose yourself, you know, in the silky vibes. Like every night I need to go off to dream time in my silky satin. If I don't have, I actually travel with like birthday party ribbons with me because if at any point, I'm telling you, I will not have my credit card. I will not have my ID. I will not have earrings, but I have, you can ask Haley if you're listening, my Haley Rutherford, I have silky ribbons in my fanny pack at all times because if I don't have a little satin to rub on my face, I cannot fall asleep. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Sick. Sick. <laughs> Wow, you heard it here first, people. That is telling the truth. Telling yeah, that's what it is. Where did you get the satin ribbons? Oh, I just get them everywhere. You know, I collect them. Like if if I like, you know how it's like, you know, when you go to a restaurant and you're like, are you gonna eat the pickle? That's like how I am at every party. So it's like, um, actually, are you gonna keep your packaging? Like, can I just grab the ribbon? Or it's like something like I've gone into Tiffany's before. I, I've I've literally walked into Tiffany stores and been like, I'm so sorry, I got someone a package, but like. I, I lost the ribbon and I want to do it right. Like Tiffany's Aww. has the best satin ribbons that they put on their packages. You yes. could just go get some Tiffany's ribbon and they last. They're great quality. Just put a little bit around the finger and just rub it on your cheek. Just oh rub my it on God. Your cheek. And we went into Tiffany's yesterday and, and <gasps> okay, next time. I didn't know. Get what a best opportunity. You don't need to get another bean. You don't need no. a, cro- a, a an Eva whatever cross heart, but you do need to walk out of there with a couple of ribbon. Just a couple of ribbons, guys. That's all it takes. I mean, honestly, I don't care about your medal, but the ribbon. Yeah. I don't know if Ariana Huffington knows that trick. We got to call her up with that one. You know, she's like the sleep guru. She loves it. Okay, Ari, why don't you get a little satin and rub it on your cheek and see how that yeah. helps? God, she's yes. so, you know. So unsophisticated. We are just, honestly, that's why I'm telling you, this is my dharma. Like, we are bringing the people into the future with these life hacks that you're not going to hear anywhere else. You're just not going to hear them anywhere else. No, you're absolutely not. So so the guys are wearing their satin jammies, and then my BFF, Tasha and Caitlin show up, and they're like, well, we're not only just, like, ignoring Michelle tonight, guys. <laughs> we're, we're also going to have a teddy bear fight. And so these guys in their jammies have teddy bear fights. Well, but it was, I felt that it was real, a real salt to the wound moment because yeah, your running buddy and her friend Katie come out and then they reveal, not only are we ignoring Michelle tonight, but we have two hot, famous wrestling sisters who you all jerked off to in the past. They're like, the Bella Twins, the Bella Twins, oh my God, the Bella Twins, the Bella Twins. She was with John Cena, the Bella Twins, the Bella Twins. So that was such a painful moment for me because it's like, okay, at least I know these guys like me. And then you're like, okay, not only am I not sure that any of these guys like me, but now here are two famous fit bitches that they have liked before they even knew I existed. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck. I mean, that was a painful moment. There's four hot women right there because already- We usually only have Chris Harrison. So the guys are literally only seeing Michelle for the entire time as like maybe some of the producers are kind of good looking, but I'm sure they dress down. But like now we've got Michelle who's in her feels, not loving life, a little insecure, even though she was rocking that skims jammy set looks so i mean she's whatever it was i can't believe when she talks about how like she'd never been asked on a date it's like she's so pretty so gorgeous literally but then she's already feeling bad we bring out four other hot women and it's like now was not the time producers read the room read the motherfucking room podco where is your heart where is your fucking heart or did they bring them out to exacerbate the problem probably but then the guys battle for the title of Teddy Bear King, I guess. I don't know what they're battling for. Yeah, they battle for the Teddy Bear King. They obviously stacked the teams like a, like the A squad was the A squad and the B squad was the B squad. And it was like, wow, yeah. I mean, they had to like do some matchups. Like obviously Joe and Clayton couldn't have been on the same team. They're the two hottest and they're the two like most prominent sort of athletes. Yeah. 
So they had to go against each other. That's fine. But for the most part, it was like the Clayton team was like just overall sexier. Oh, I didn't really pay attention to the team specifically. And, I, and I've and i never thought before, but I think you're right. There's definitely some thought that goes into these teams. Oh, yeah. For sure. It only wants the head-to-head. So we had a Joe versus Clayton. Clayton. We had a Rodney versus Leroy in a surprise win, Leroy. Go, Leroy. We had a Will versus Nate. Why did Will win? But he did. Lil Willie is fierce. Okay. He really brought it. He, this man, he's got fight in him. Doughboys first. Nate, we're coming for you next. Mm-hmm. We had Chris S. versus Casey. It is unclear still why Chris S. is the only one that didn't actually get pajamas. Why he was actually in his tidy whities I feel like that was a little bit of a strain. I think they were trying to do a risky business uh, vibe. Oh. But- yeah, they yeah. were like, oh, he's like a tiny Tom Cruise body type we'll give him that pj yeah exactly okay that makes sense then we had chris g versus romeo okay chris g that was good then we had brandon versus olu or as they've been calling him swolu that man's body (laughs) did look incredible it did the whole room like everyone just took a breath of just gas when they saw his body i mean no for even the men the men were like whoa well in the whole time too with olu i'm like why is this guy have such confidence he left he like literally has cross-eyed and then i'm like oh it's good well now i'm attracted to him because i saw his fucking body and then he was so sensitive we'll get there next but right after this episode i mean if you want to talk about who was the winner of the episode i don't want to call it prematurely but i feel that olu won the episode i think we could call it yeah for sure we could yeah. Swolu came out big winning this this app. Swolu gets it mm-hmm. by a mile. Yeah. I also thought that it was in the case for Swolu, Brandon was doing that sort of like chicken head. Like his his whole move was like, bark, bark, bark. and Olu was just like, boom, boom. Yeah, they were right when they said Brandon does have the body of a 17-year-old and Swolu looking like a snack. Looking like a man. So that was the big fight. I loved that. Um, I did think it was a little bit of an interesting moment when Chris S. tried to steal the kiss during Twister. I know we've all fantasized about it, but that was a tough kiss because he was like, "Mm, mm," and she was like, yeah, that was interesting because that was right at the beginning of the date, too. So it was like, oh, you're just going to kiss like in front of everybody now? Like, I don't know. Maybe that's why nobody wanted to hang out after that. Right, because they were like, you fucking kiss that onion breath tiny man. But then I also think that it's kind of like a real slap in the face to him. Like, maybe it's why he was so jacked up because she's like, nobody paid attention to me on this date. And he's like, I'm actually, I kissed you during Twister, you fucking hoe. Like, Oh my God, so true. That's why his panties were all in a bunch for the rest of the episode. But then he, she couldn't actually axe him because you can't have a man in his panties. I mean, they had to black out his his penis was showing. His penis was showing on the, during the wrestling match. You cannot ask a man... To wear Tom Cruise tidy whities and jump up and down in a Build-A-Bear battle, having your penis show, and get kicked off the same week. you got to keep him one more week. You've exploited him completely. That's right. That That's absolutely right. Michelle knows better. She knows better than to do that to a person. It's, even, no, even he could sue them for sexual harassment. He could sue them for sexual harassment. We need to give him one more week and one more pretend chance, or else he's going to be like, why did you let make me show my penis to all those guys? Well, and also what you got to think about with these shows, too, are they might get aired in other countries and other countries have different laws about what you need to censor. And I've heard this from reality stars, not necessarily Bachelorette, but like if you go on a reality show and you're showing your stuff and they censor it, it might get shown in other countries. 
Okay, so actually, for any international listeners, if you're in South Africa and you're watching The Bachelorette, it's all I'm saying is that at the end of the day, if anybody has seen Chris's penis, <laughs> we want to know what you saw. <laughs> I farted. <laughs> she was too excited. Too excited. <laughs> I don't know. Can I... Can I, can I leave my accent in? <laughs> I think so. Your husband's South African. Okay. South African. <laughs> I'll tell you that. South African do the accent. I'm going to have to study up for next pod. I love doing exactly. accents. Michelle confesses to the guys, you know, once I just thought I was the token black girl. Now it's clear that I'm just the token girl. Wow. True. And y'all are making my nightmares come true at this <laughs> motherfucking slumber party you okay and you know it's kind of like when you go on a double date with people and then everybody ends up talking about astrology and the guys are like to socks but it's like at least there's one other guy there or something it's like nah. like she had no relief other than the four equally hot maybe hot or wifed up women or you know what i mean it's like yeah she well, also like don't really see her like no they're they're getting doing their jobs getting a paycheck they're not there to yeah. woo her yeah, exactly. They're there to like remind everyone they were the Bachelor at it at some point, or WWE stars, or whatever the hell they were. Yeah, uh, they're like they're like both they're like reality stars and WWE stars and fit, very very fit, really fit women. But I want to say that millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One of the most painful parts of this whole thing for me was that she kept Harkening back to her poem. I know. <sighs> Don't bring up the poem. Bring up the poem. These dates shouldn't mean that. It's like, you guys know, I read you my poem at the Slam Poetry Group date. It's like, okay, Michelle, speak from the now. Speak from the now. <laughs> speak from the now. Don't bring up the fucking Slam Listen to Eckhart date. Tolle and just yeah, speak yeah. from Let's the Stay now. present. Yeah. Stay right here. And not to mention, Michelle, it's not that your poem was bad. But it's that everyone was so caught up on Jamie's rendition of Little Red Riding Hood that I don't know if that was where you were most seen. I just I, I agreed. Don't agreed. It was a poem in in a in a field of poems. You know, right, right. It was lost in translation. If there's a needle in the haystack, but then there's also a bee like in the haystack, you're gonna focus on the bee. Yeah, you know. Yeah, kind and of a weird analogy, but. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of. How did the bee get into the haystack? I guess when they were like roping it up, when they were roping up the haystack. Oh, okay. Yeah, a bee in the haystack. I'm just a bee in a haystack. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. And it's like, okay, Jamie, you can go. Be yeah. gone. Buzz off. <laughs> <laughs> She's crushing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so she, I mean, I give her some props for actually telling them about her emotions because I was like, oh, I would definitely just power through this and and not share. 
at all. But she also was probably like, okay, I'm already on camera being emotional anyway. I might as well share this shit. Also, it shows the difference between your moons because Gemini moon, you'd be like, you know what? They're all so nervous to talk to me that I'm so seen. And she's like, I have to tell the truth, which is that you all ignored me during the all guy slumber party. Yes, 100%. 100%. Hold on. Oh, my God. Is there a bee in the haystack? <laughs> There's a bee in the haystack. My episode just unpaused. I stopped it right at the credits to send you the Zoom link, and it just turned back on. Should we hear you, Michelle? We see you. <laughs> we see you. We see you. Fuck. She's so fucking sensitive. <laughs> okay, so she so she tells the guys. Then she grabs, she pulls Nate aside specifically, and the, the other guys just sit there and, like, look down, and, like, they all stroke their beards. And so then she, <laughs> she pulls Nate aside. And talks to him. Or actually, no, before that, Olu chimes in and kind of starts tearing up to the other guys. And he's no, like... Olu was fucking weeping, dude. The, yeah. I, w- I almost texted you like, are they not allowed to have AC here either? Because of how wet his cheek looked. Yeah, like it just happened real quick for him. He gets it, though. He fucking gets freaking it. gets it. He has sisters. I don't know if any of the other guys got it. Well, let me just say, Nate, Nate went from MVP to most likely to improve because he had a poor, poor showing. I don't know if that's going to be bad for audio, but I'll say it again. A poor, poor showing. He, he was like grinning the whole time. She was like, I just felt like I wanted you specifically because I like you the most to talk to me more. And he was like, uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. With this, like, also, does he have a cold sore? What's with his lip? There's like, I don't know if it's because he's biting his lip, but there's, he has like a growth in his inner lip this whole episode, and it really bothered me. Yeah, I agree. I don't know where that came from. Oh, maybe it was from the teddy bear thing. Oh. Maybe he like hmm. bit his lip or something. Perhaps I'll have to rewatch. I think it's because maybe it's like a nervous thing. Like, I think he's going like this a lot, but uh, he had like a welt. Nervous. He had a welt. Right down here. And I was like, yeah. is it a cold sore? Don't kiss her. Like, I just, I was distracted by his lip welt. But either way, he was like grimacing, like, <laughs> while she was trying to be real with him. And he's like, I could do that. I could do that. Okay, I could do that. And it was like, yo, Nate, all you got to do is be a little bit emotional here. Now, and this surprises me based on Nate's chart. Yeah, you what know, was this again? Well, but... Okay, so here we go, though. Nate is a Cancer Sun and Cancer Moon. So here's my perception. That he is actually so on the verge of tears that he had to go. It's kind of where it's like, I'm doing comedy. Everything's fine. I'm just going to black out. I'm just going to be silly about it. But it's like, like, it's like when I went to the Holocaust Museum and I was like, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. And I ended up doing like embarrassing, funny stuff. And then like when it when it came down to like the one moment that affected me, I was like, ah, because like I was already crying. I could have been crying thinking about it. I could have been crying on the bus there. I could have been, I was crying in the shower beforehand. So it's like, I actually think that his poor showing today was because he's so emotional and he was trying to go the other way with it, which is like, I'm smiling so that you can't see my tears. Mm-hmm. That's I'm what aloof. I think was going on. I'm, I yeah, I'm not just all. so, okay, I could be like that. I could be more cool. And it's like, babe, go home and weep. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. A double cancer. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's emotional. Okay. So He's then, emotional. so we'll get back to Nate later because he does play a big role later on again. He sure does. He sure so does. We'll come back to that double cancer. And then, and then we see Olu again. She pulls Olu. So, so basically she pulls, then she talks to all the guys and they all kind of do this bullshit like, 
oh, I'm so sorry I made you feel that way. And it's like, no, right. but stop and listen to the woman. You're not listening and you're actually not seeing her. She actually has a point with this. You are not, you're just blanket apologizing because you know what that that's what you wanted, you, you should do, which appreciate. Oh, Michelle, we didn't realize you wanted us to pay attention on the date that we're having with you and we're supposed to be competing for your attention and we didn't even notice when you walked out of the room crying. Our bad. Right, like, like, no, stop look and listen okay okay what are you smoky the bear somebody's got a good point <laughs> well i mean i'm she's dealing with kindergartners again apparently no she, right you can you can take the girl out of the preschool but you cannot take the teacher out of the preschoolers i know that's maybe not you can take the girl out of the preschool oh no <laughs> <laughs> oh no oh no okay Oh, no, 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 no. Scratch. Okay. Okay. Wind it back and we'll start again. It's like, okay, Gemini rising. I'm just saying shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm just saying shit. We're going to keep the accent in and we're keeping the slip up in because I'm just going to do the work. We're showing the work. I I want you to know the energy of Gemini, okay? So, because that's what Michelle is. Because that's what Michelle is, okay? But Olu was the only one who seemed to hear her, I mean, his apology. I want everybody to watch this episode of The Bachelorette. If you're unclear about what a man's apology should sound like, this is it. He did it. He fucking nailed the apology. Tears and all. Weeping. And then they didn't, he didn't go to make out with her. He held her. Oh. He held her while she wept. With his big, gigantic muscles. Mm. That's the best way to hold a woman who's Swolu. upset. Swolu. 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 tears. <laughs> we love it. Love yeah, so he, so basically he said that his sisters had been through a similar situation and that he'd like talked them through it and stuff. My first thought was, your sisters are going to freaking kill you, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> My second thought was, I love a man with a sister. You know? I had the same thought. No, I wrote down, it's always a really good, men with sisters, if, if, if it's a, a family of all boys, I'm like, Meh. not because they don't love their mama, but a man with a sister has a certain perspective that you really, money can't buy. Money can't, no, no right. public school education is going to give you the actual insight into being with someone through those moments at home. Not even with Michelle as your teacher. You're still not going to get it. So Olu was like a hot, sensitive little sweetie. We love a man with a sister. Um, he, he wept. She wept. It was the healing that we all needed. Um, do you, was there anything online about his chart? Oh, uh, yeah, there fucking was. So Olu, uh, you love to see it. He, wait, now, wait a second. I think I wrote this down because, okay, number one, you love to see it. Uh, alma mater. Same as Molly Mulshine, a Rutgers D1 basketball player. Olu is from oh. Newark. He's he a Rutgers basketball player. What? He has not been tapping into the basketball connection no. with her. But maybe we will see it start to develop now that he... But right, it's like, why is Joe getting all the basketball attention? Olu's a Rutgers... That's a, that's a good team. D1? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've seen a couple of Rutgers mm-hmm. baseball games. Are you rah-rah? Are you rah-rah? Hoo-rah. Hoo-rah. They're raw. Nose. Upstream. Red team. Red team. Upstream. Rutgers raw. Rutgers raw. 
Molly's gonna be so jealous that I did a Rutgers Raw on the <laughs> on the pod without her. Well, that's what we're doing here. We're that's what we're doing here. That's what Olu deserves. Olu, what? <laughs> Olu <laughs> deserves that Rutgers chant. Molly, step aside. Casey here now, and she's rah rah rooting for Olu because he is that Rutgers b-ball red go star. That doesn't make sense either. He's no. that Rutgers red dick rocket. Try again. Uh, okay, he is <laughs> that rah rah rocket. What are the Rutgers? Were they the Minutemen or something? The Scarlet Knights. <laughs> the Scar- okay, he is that Scarlet Knight. That's right. There we go. <laughs> He's I didn't that- know you were looking for the mascot. The I was whole- looking for the mascot. I was like, Red Dick Rockets. It couldn't be it. But he is that Scarlet Knight. Oh, my gay friend. Hey, what's his chart? Okay. Yeah. He's a fucking Rutgers guy, and that's hot. Okay. He is a, similar to Rodney, he is an Aries sun, Capricorn moon. Oh. What was Rodney? Capricorn sun, Aries moon? Same thing. Aries sun, Capricorn moon. Oh, interesting. Two cardinal athletes. Wow. Okay. Yes. Yes. It makes sense because you've got the fire of the Aries. You've got the fight. You've got all of it. But then you've got the discipline of the Capricorn. Yes. And that's what makes a Scarlet Knight. Yo, Ra Ra Olu, Ra Ra Swolu, Scarlet Knight coming to the rescue. Also, I think the thing about Capricorn moons, and I don't think that I've said this to Molly before. Molly and I are both Capricorns. Capricorn doesn't get enough credit for being emotional. Now, I want to be clear: we're not always showing it in public unless it behooves us, as you've as demonstrated by my cry selfies and both Rodney and. Olu's sensitivity on this show but Capricorn is a feminine sign Capricorn is the public mother it's the it's the mother father it's like the it is the structures that be so I think that with both Rodney and Olu what they're showing us yes is that passionate boyish fiery son but then they have this heart of like actually like a really maternal public leader where they're like let me show you by my actions how we're going to act. And it was like, yeah, of course Rodney is going to take his dumb PJs with a grain of salt. Of course he's going to let them call call them, you know, doo-doo applehead or whatever, dumbass applehead. Because he's like, at the end of the day, I'm here for Michelle and I will take the beating. And I again, I'm a Capricorn moon, so maybe I'm biased. But it's like, there's sort of a mommy, a sort of a teacher in a Capricorn moon. Because it's like, at the end of the day, not only are you disciplined, but you kind of have your eye on the, like, greater good all the time. And and you like a little bit of humiliation as well. Oh, you have been listening to the Space Trash podcast. <laughs> of That's course. the other piece of it. Right. The Capricorns, you know what? Molly does it with her own mental BDSM. I might, I might get a little rough. We do Capricorns love a little pain. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, okay. he was like ready to cry, ready to fight, ready to spar. Rodney's like, yeah, sure. Give me the silly PJs and call me dumb Apple man. I'm, I'll take it, you bad boys. <laughs> okay, so these are, these are two to watch because I'm interested to see how this plays out that they have such a similar chart and so now let's move on to the sweet balm after a torturous slumber party well said the waffles in the morning Uh, after your friends put your fingers uh, in water and you peed yourself you still get those nice waffles with a little butter 
and a little syrup and you cut into them and suddenly your undies don't feel so drenched. <laughs> so soiled and you're friends again. You forgive your friends. You go, okay, we got waffles nobody talked about last night. And by that, I do mean Rick's date. You know what? This little lettuce wrap came up strong this date. He did. He really did. He's he's a sweetie. He's a little bit of an oddball. He's a little loosey goosey. But, <laughs> yeah. but very sweet and very sincere. And he also has sort of an eye glitch. Well, it looks like he's wearing eyeliner all the time also, but I don't think he is. I think that's just how his lower lashes look, which is I think it, Yeah, I think he has really incredible lashes, but I also think he has sort of a lazy eye. So whereas Olu's are both looking kind of into his face, Rick has an eye that's kind of going over here a little bit, and it's just, I don't know, it's just interesting to apply for the Bachelorette with that. But And to get on. And to get on and to be having these, like, really close images of your face while you're crying. You know, all this to say, we forgive him for it. And I found him, again, another one where it was like, he's more attractive than I thought. Like, they're all kind of becoming more attractive as the show goes on, which I it's hopeful for me. I hope as you get to know me, you're like, oh, actually, shit's pretty. You know, like, I do think that, like, there's a real case for personality on this show. You know, as we get to know them, we do fall in love with them a little bit more every week. Rick's date was very um, romantic and emotional. And I, I just want to say... Again, we know it's a reality show, blah, blah, blah. They have got to be. I mean, the producers had to pour everything out of the wishes box and yeah. write their own wishes, right? Yeah, it has to be. Don't, so, they, so they find one that's like, I wish I could find my soulmate. Oh, hello. Mm-hmm. Did nobody wish for a million dollars in this freaking wish that's box? What I'm saying. There were three wishes there. One was to find soulmates. One was to find love by... Like, both my grandparents. Which is what they always freaking talk about on The Bachelor. And it's like, people don't really talk about that that much in real life. But on The Bachelor, they talk about, I want to love like my parents. Like, I want to love like my grandparents. I don't know. Both of those, like, you know, those were different generations. There was different societal pressures. Maybe we want to love in 2021 and not a love in 1975. You know what I'm saying? It's just, is that what we want? Right. Maybe we could be a little bit more future-oriented with our dreams is all we're Be saying. Bold. Can have it all. You can run a marathon and find Tasha along the way. That's Manifest right. it, baby. So yeah, these wishes were bizarre. Wait, did you just say we you bold? Be bold. Oh, be bold. I'm thinking like that's yeah, that's all you guys had to do for dates. You bold. <laughs> you bold. <laughs> you bold. It's like, well, actually, I bold on it. I was actually a high school bowler for two years. I got cut eventually, but yeah, I fucking bold too. So fuck off, Casey. But okay, okay, okay. Yeah, be bold ask for more than what your parents had during apartheid or whatever I, that's a little joke just for your husband so like rick's story seeped out of him like a pimple that was slow to pop right like it kind of so first she's like yeah i always wanted to love like my parents and grandparents and he was like yeah i always wanted to love like my parents they actually split up but i think back to the good old days where my dad would be like rock out fam play music my mom would be like turn that fucking shit off it's like oh rick oh rick Okay. Finally, someone's giving us a real idea of what they're <laughs> I miss the days where my parents were together so my mom could yell at my dad. It's like, oh man, this is about to get dark, and it did. And then it got darker. And then they, they pulled out a wish that was like, I just wish my dad could see the person I am right now. Yeah. Somebody wrote that because they were like, well, how do we get Rick Waterworks going? Yeah, like it just feels like they did. And 
he so then he immediately just comes out and is like well I relate to that because you know my dad passed away a couple years ago yeah like tells the whole story this is also when the whisper song let me where do you see where do you see my dick hey bitch where do you hear my story hey bitch he then he whispered for the rest of the day I don't know if you noticed but he was like because I think he was trying not to cry, but he was like, it's "Oh been, yeah, he's like, it's been really nice to share my story with you." And and I do feel it was nice because you can tell that he's worked through this. Like yeah. he was not really like blaming himself, even though like you could you could hear that. Even though it was, was his fucking fault. Hey, I mean, so so basically, he said that he found the text from his dad's mistress, and then he told his mom. And then they ended up breaking up and then his dad like spiraled from there and ended up passing away several years. So, so there's and then when he, and he said like when he died, he knows he like blamed him for the dissolution of his marriage. It was never really resolved like between him and his father. And it's like, oh shit. Yeah. It's like, oh shoot. It's but really he bad. seems to like be okay. Cause I was kind of glad that she didn't come in and be like, you know, I'm sure he doesn't think that or whatever. Cause it's like nothing you say is going to change. Like this guy's already thought a lot about this nothing you say is gonna change it so like she didn't say that she just kind of listened to the story and it was good like he seems to be in an okay place for all that going down no he i really fond memories of his dad being kind of goofy and stuff and yelling his mom okay. i think that we need to set grippo up with rick's therapist yes we do wow now talk about a match made in heaven now that's a show i'd like to watch let's put some of these characters on with a therapist yes and see who and let's work through it baby we got time that's such a good idea like right all the shit that comes up to nate why were you smiling when went nicole oh my god why are you smiling when michelle was actually sharing with you how hurt she was and then yeah. let the waterworks begin, cry baby. Yeah, talk about a talkathon. I mean, we could really it, it could go on for I mean, I'd watch. I'd watch for sure. Okay, producers, if you're listening, we have a big idea for you. We trademark it here first though, so bring us into the salary. What's it called though? It's not it's not the trash alert, it's the chat chiller. Maybe it's just like bachelor in therapy. Bachelor in therapy. So simple. Sign up. Sign up to date our new therapists. <laughs> yeah, fi- let's find the right therapist for the bachelors. <laughs> Are you or someone you know interested in working through your shit? Working your shit out I before you go on one of these dating shows? And you can nominate your friends, too. Now that's a show. Yeah, is you, are you or one of your friends completely dateable except for that one fucking thing embedded in your psyche that is ruining it every time you drink and every time you get close to a woman? Sign up for The Bachelor in Therapy. Bachelor in Therapy, I love. And like the way that they get to know each other, kind of like Bachelor in Paradise, but it's like only in group therapy, like are people connecting? In group therapy? Oh, yeah. So like you can have like one-on-ones, but then like in the group when everyone shares, and it's like, okay, I'm interested in actually like um, in fucking this person and not ruining it. Okay, let's see how that goes. Yeah, you start with couples therapy from the get-go. Love. It's a little, I guess the romance could be a little off with that but we don't know it's 2021 like i said we're not going for our parents it's a new paradigm baby although i do think really where this needs to end up is that you're the matchmaker and you do it via astrology and coaching i mean that would be the way that would get the most results if they're really trying to get neil lane some business here yeah neil i will fill your shop just get me a salary and a higher quality you know uh 
camera and and light and otherwise we're good and i need everybody's birthplace and time okay yeah yeah that's crucial otherwise i will hook it up so yeah any other any last thoughts on rick i thought that you know really that I, i mean i don't think he's the one for her no and what i'd really like to see is for him to show up on paradise yeah rick is a perfect paradise hopeful yeah and just meet someone kind of kooky like him you know like like mckenna and rick that's exactly who i thought of too mckenna and rick literally okay but before next episode i'm gonna pull up mckenna's chart and i'm gonna put their chart let's see if we can make this happen let's just do it we'll set them up and they'll be our own show perfect yeah let's cut out the middleman here yeah stratchler do you have rick's chart at all oh i do What's we touched that? on it a little bit last app, but he is also an Aries sun with a Leo moon. So again, fired wow. up, ready to go, ready to bring the passion, ready to tell the truth. But then that Leo moon has him putting his head on a dinner plate. Right, 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 right. Okay, I remember that now. It's kind of crazy to me that he's so so fiery because he, it doesn't come off like that. But I feel like it's like kind of like the double negative with Nate right now with his cancer yes. cancer. Yes, exactly. So he's showing, it's so overpowering that he's showing a different side. Whereas Rick's got the Aries Leo and he's so excited that he's whispering. Right, exactly. You know, I also think it'd be interesting to know his rising sign and his midheaven because this also could be the case where like, you know, either his rising or his midheaven, which is your legacy, which a lot of times we're talking about famous people or public people, what we actually, we like in real life, your rising is your rising, but on TV, we know you in your midheaven. So I wouldn't be surprised if he was like a Pisces, uh, a Pisces or a Cancer midheaven or rising or both. That would be my totally. guess. Totally. I agree with that. Yeah. There's and something Piscean about this guy. Very Piscean, right? And it's also like, if he is a, let's just make a case. If I was going to guess, I would say he was a cancer rising, which would put his moon in his first house. So like this daddy wound and working through these daddy emotions and these daddy issues, Leo, you know, Leo is daddy, Leo's father. So it, that would put it right in his first house. Then if he is a Pisces midheaven, meaning his legacy, that would mean at the base of his chart is Virgo, meaning he has to do a lot of this emotional work in order to be projecting this sensitivity so that would be my guess if I was going to take a guess I would say that uh not only do we know that Rick is an Aries sun and a Leo Leo moon but he in my opinion comes across like a cancer rising Pisces midheaven I don't know that's what I think I hope we can find that out one of these days I hope so all right so then let's round it out yeah with the final drama of the show which was um, Little, Little Chris, Chris S. Oh my God, we both said Little Chris. <laughs> Little Chris, <laughs> Tom Cruise himself, uh, getting into some risky business, living up to those tidy whities yes. And uh, he, so basically Michelle comes out for the cocktail party and he just cuts her off. Well, he hands her a drink first, so that was nice. Let me get you drunk while I ruin your night. While I ruin your night. And <laughs> he says, you know, there are some men here who think they've got it all in the bag. I just think you should know. Strange, kind of a Jamie move, very cryptic, <laughs> kind of a Thomas move back from Thomas's heyday. It was a little bit thom. But, and you know, the other thing about it that was so weird was that he also reiterated the conversation she had with the men when she was hurt as if he, like, came up with it, where he was like, 
it seems like at the date you weren't feeling seen. And what he didn't say was, but I kissed you during Twister, you bitch. But he didn't say that. But so it seems like after the date, you maybe weren't feeling seen by all the guys. But that's because all these guys, some of them think they have it in the bag. And she was like, what? And he was like, yeah. I said it, and I'll tell you, I'll give you names when we go on our private one-on-one. And she was like, um, okay. So then she's like, anyway, uh, back to the date. And then, you know, she says her piece. And then, and then was it Willie or Brandon came over? One of them came over Brandon. and was like, Brandon came over and he was like, hey, because you are not feeling seen, I see you. I want to take you on this date first. And Chris is like, actually, I'm going to. And it's like, um... Like you actually didn't say that. So, so you're right. While you while you wax poetic for the first fifteen minutes of this horrible date to begin with, why don't you just say, "So I'm gonna take you first. You, yeah. you can't. Somebody came in. Front, it's like if you let somebody cut in front of you and then you tap them on the shoulder, like actually I'm gonna go in front of you. It's like dude, you just you, the guy went in front of you. Yeah, like respect to Brandon on that call. Yeah, like, and to Michelle. Michelle was like, um, well, Brandon actually just asked right before you in front of you if he could talk to me first. So I'm going to honor that. Like, she was so cool. She's like, I, I'm going to respect that he actually just asked first, but then I'll talk to you. And he's like, okay, okay, cool, respect. <laughs> yeah, like, what Chris should have done from the beginning was not say that whole thing, but just waited for her to say her little beginning speech and then pull her. A dummy. Dummy. And the, the what's funny, too, is he literally said, well, okay, then, then he goes and talks to her. He names Nate and says that Nate said... I know I'm going to get a one-on-one eventually, which was clearly, especially now that we know Nate's cancer, cancer thing was clearly him being like, Oh my God, I didn't get the one-on-one. What the fuck? And, and consoling himself in front of everyone. But the problem is he said the quiet part out loud. And right. like, he wasn't gloating. He was just saying like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get a one-on-one. Right. Like that's right. Really- and also he wasn't saying it's in the bag. He was also saying like, I mean, look, why is Chris so bothered? Because Nate's obviously her favorite so far. He was the winner, according to the Trashlorette podcast, that that he, I mean, he's, they obviously like, she obviously likes him the most right now. Yes, clearly. Clearly. And they have a connection and all of this. And then, so, and then what Chris also says is, once he's, he's in his little interview, he goes, I came in on my white horse and I saved her from the castle she's been stuck in. Now that, I, I actually wrote a note about that as well. You know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of sometimes on this podcast where I started an analogy and I just go, uh, wrap it up, figure out how to make it work. You can't say that the teacher's inside the kids anymore, right? Like, like it's like he didn't know what the fuck he was start. Like, he just started a sentence and then was like, and she didn't even know she's trapped in the castle. It's like, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, you guys are the one who, ones who are trapped. Like, I came in in my tiny white horse. And I, I saved her from the castle. And she did this. It's like, okay, Chris. Why don't you put your undies on and jump around a little more? We liked you better that way. Censor <laughs> his penis and his language. Come on. Literally, literally. Do you have um? Do you have Chris's chart at all? Yeah, I fucking do. Yeah, I fucking do. <laughs> he is a Libra, Libra. Oh, interesting. Libra, Libra. For me, Libra is a blind spot, and then I realized it's literally my twelfth house, so it's literally. My you are spot. learning astrology, my baby. But like that's I don't have I don't think I have any like close friends who are Libras. Most people in my life don't have Libra placements. Like it's just missing for me. Well, let me put it this way. Libra at their best 
is the dutiful partner, the wife, the husband. It's marriage. It is, but, you know, Scorpio is actually marriage, right? Libra is like, so it's like, Leo is express yourself. Virgo is like, you better fucking edit yourself if you want anybody to actually agree to Libra marry you. And then Scorpio is like, well, now you're married and you have a sleep apnea machine. Fuck. And nobody ever told me that. Right. So Libra is on the one hand all about balance and partnering up and love and diplomacy and making nice. It does tend to be, though, a little bit more aesthetic in nature than actually deep. Right. I was going to say, it's sort of like the engagement and the wedding. Yes, yes, exactly. It, that's exactly what Libra is. It's the engagement, it's the cards, it's the wedding, it's the floral motif, it's the bridesmaid dresses, it's the happy event, it's the perfectly lit pictures from the happy event, it is the canvas thing that you stretched the photos out on, but in such a way that everybody looked a little bit thinner. Like Libra does all the, the bells and whistles of perfect harmony, balance, beauty, justice. You know, Kim K, famous Libra. Um, ambiance ambiance charm but okay another example of a, of a Libra Jen Shaw she oh yeah where it's like oh she's like masking it's like it's like wearing too much perfume almost it's like you're masking this like really nefarious shallow actually not really marrying or partnering with people in a loving way. You're like using people. You're using mm-hmm. relationships. You're just trying to get one up. You're trying to leverage relationships. You're trying to just be whatever anybody needs you to be so that you can actually get that wedding picture and put it on Instagram. But at the end of the day, you a bad wife. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So then how does Chris, so how does Chris become this double Libra? Because Chris, number one, is my take he, number one, is super fucking triggered about his stature. The reason he is out to get Nate is because Nate is 6'8", and Chris is a little man, and he's wearing lifts in his shoes, and he's still not even getting pajamas for the slumber party because he has a little tiny Tom Cruise body. So he has a chip on his shoulder aesthetically. Now, he is pretty. I will say that he does yeah. have a sort of, like, like... Bateman and American Psycho vibe to him like he has a very chiseled face of course I looked it up he's a commodities broker from West Hollywood so like he is aesthetic he's, he's pretty he's cute he's always scowling always and yes and no his face he knows he's on TV he knows he's on TV he's kind of doing a pouty lip and and you know but he's triggered I think by everybody's looks I think he's very into I think he wanted to take Nate down because he's like, Nate's my biggest threat because he's the, the prettiest, right? So that's the first thing. Second of all, he is manipulating by way of the group. So it's like, I heard that the group didn't make you feel seen and I'm here to right that wrong. I'm here to balance the ship. You know who else was a Libra? Our boy, Jamie. That's right. Her energy where it's like, um... I heard it's like they're they're kind of like pretending to be diplomatic, like sort of this like faux politician guide where it's like I'm coming at you with this this, you know, theory. And it's like, first of all, she said it already. Second of all, the theory is just your insecurity that you're trying to mask on behalf of doing the right thing. And it's like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Wow. How funny that they both did the same exact move. Yep. I heard the group said yep. yada yada yada. What? Nobody's talking about that except you, dude. Nobody said it. Like everybody had that moment. She she cleared it with them. She told them how she felt. 
everybody kind of moved on. She was ready to have a good night and like start over. And he brings it back up. Dude, what the hell? What the fuck are you doing? Why would you bring yeah. it back up? And, and, and the way he did it. The other thing about double Libra is that like, you know, it's, it's all air. So it's like he's not coming across that heartfelt. He's not coming across that sincere. He's not really in his feelings at all. He's thinking about stuff and he's talking about stuff and he's working to get a certain outcome using his strategy that he thought about. But it, 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 it isn't emotional at all. It isn't passionate at all. It isn't uh, grounded at all. It's just airy, 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 airy. It's just an idea. That's, All fucking yeah. talk. Yeah. Just totally. an idea. Wow, Chris S. Wow. Way to not be the white horse you said you were. No, you're just that white guy. I think that Chris S. was really lucky to skate by this week, and it was just because his little weenie showed overseas, and he we can kiss him goodbye next time. Yeah, he's looking forward to touring uh, Chippendales in, Chip in the <laughs> Netherlands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations on running so far, so fast with our favorite Bachelorette. I think that's fucking insane. It was insane. We manifested it. We manifested it. Whatever you focus on, Gokus is on. That's right. (laughs) What is the fucking saying? It's like where intention goes, energy flows and flowers grow. Yeah, something like that. If you guys know what the saying is, throw it in the reviews with a nice positive review. Buy the merch. And everybody congratulate Casey on running so far, so long with Tasha. So cool. And Zach. And Zach. Yeah. The, the two of them. Yeah. We got to give Zach the love too. Love is real, man. Love is real. Yeah. yeah we got on our feels this week and uh, oh. we can do it again next week. So everybody go cry in the shower and post selfies. I'll put it on the Moonul Instagram. And Molly and I will be back on Thursday with your regularly scheduled programming. Thank you guys for being patient. She just had to go cheer on Sissy Poo. You understand. They certainly do. I can't wait to hear it. Stay trashy. You trash, bitch. Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles. The rich and uranus. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. 